to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. I'm Chris Heine. And I'm Francesca Butchko. It's a beautiful 70 degree day outside today. And if you came here for the weather service, let me go ahead and tell you what it is. <laughs> I think the, the things that we always think about when summer happens is that we're going to have all this free time. And we're going to have tons and tons of late night walks on the beaches because there's like a billion beaches over here or a billion lakes, I guess, is better. And then somehow half the summer goes away. And I don't think I've been to a lake yet. How does that happen? You went to Lake Superior. Yes, I did. That's not a luxurious beach. It's a rock. There was still ice on it by the time I went up there. Yeah, there probably still is ice on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But but I haven't done the things that I always think I'm going to do. Like, I always think I'm going to go take a big old bike ride. I always think I'm going to go to the lake and relax and sunbathe. Is that a thing that people do? These days, it seems like we are super, super busy. And -hmm. I think that might be due to the fact that in the next, I don't know, little bit, we've got plenty of big plans. But I wanted to ask Chris, is this what you thought you'd be doing with your summer? Yeah, this summer, I absolutely thought that this is what I would be doing this summer. And with the video game and stacks and all sorts of things, I knew that we were pretty much giving up our summer. Giving up? Giving up for greatness. (laughs) (laughs) You sound somewhere in the robotic mode with that. (laughs) Which which inflection was that? Was that in a positive or a... You have come to terms with it. It's kind of like you you have gotten a bad haircut and you are just going to wait it out. Is that how it feels? <laughs> I can't do I anything about it. You can't cut any more off of it. You just have to wait till it grows out. Uh, it's not in a particularly negative or positive way. It's oh. just something where... It is a factual way? Yeah. I think we were having a meeting the other day and I just said, my plan is to work on the game in perpetuity until it launches. Perpetuity. So I'm not... I'm not making any commitments to do any other artwork, any other projects, or any other anything. So you so, have 100% known exactly what your summer is going to be like. Yes. Since we, I mean, I've been working on Dream Arcade since, what, January? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, yeah. How so, is it already, what, is it going to be July in like one second? Yes. Is it July already? It will be next, next week. week. Oh, weird. So how about you, Francesca? Is this what you thought your th- your, your summer was going to be like? <laughs> Yes, I actually feel similar. I I decided that I wanted to make comics, and I have made comics before, so I know what that means. So that means that in perpetuity, to use Chris's Until phrase, done. you are forever going to be making comics. Yeah, but I summer. like it. I am happy about it. Okay, so that's the positive side of it. So Chris is the robot yeah. side. You're the positive side. Yeah, I mean, I I bike every day, so I'm cool with not so you got taking that a big, long bike ride. So I'm cool with this. This is great. Okay. I mean, okay. I'd like to travel, but I've also decided that I can't do that either. So just comics. Okay. So you've kind of come to come to the list of priorities and then you're just doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you? Is this what you thought you'd be doing? Kind of. I think that things over the past like two months have sort of shaped the summer, you know, like we have big chunks that have sort of been blocked off and we know for a long time, like we know shows that are far out and so that sort of like blocks my schedule I could tell you when I'm installing something like five months from now you know um but I think a lot of things have come up quickly and also all my deadlines are the same day oh yep all of them every single one that's (laughs) so for for the next month is going to be like crunch time and then after that it'll be nice so would you oh oh, sorry go ahead um I was gonna ask so for something like that, do you intersperse your deadlines to yourself then? 
What so do you would, mean? So would you say, okay, well, I'm going to say theoretically they're all due August 1st, which that might be true. Um, do, do you then decide, okay, that means that this one has to be done by july 15th this one has to be done by july 20th kind of i think that they're like for one for example there's a grant that's coming up and there are deadlines on like if i'm gonna have this done by this date i need to have like revision dates and dates to meet with this person so this like bumps up on the priority list but then there's also things like dream arcade right now we're all doing sketches for and so uh that means that I also am doing that right now, which is really fun. So it's like, it's all fun things and I can't complain about anything, but it's just a lot. And so it's a lot to like keep track of. I think that's the hard part. Yeah, so yours yeah. is on the positive side too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I I really like summer. I really like all the activities too. and being outside. So I wish we had some windows in here. I mean, sorry to bring house, you guys down with the no window situation. But your house, I mean, your both of your houses do. My apartment has awesome mm-hmm. windows. See, that's nice. So I don't get to spend a lot of time at my house. Oh. So, Evenings. I mean, we can look out the window. I wish they could open is what I'm saying. Well, I think for my summer, I didn't think I was going to do any of this stuff. I think there's one thing Wait, that's what? coming up. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're surprised. I, I'm surprised. I am surprised. Really? For most of it, yeah. For some reason. I always think that I plan so far out in advance and that I have all these, like, I mean, I've committed to teaching, so I knew that one was coming. Okay, so there's one. And then I knew that we're going on a trip and there's two mm-hmm. but then the rest of it somehow is like a massive surprise well, or at least like the the specific timing of it was totally different so like my deadlines or the things like the other day i, I got um like i guess my mini projects have been really totally something i never would have figured out so i've been asked to to be in a collaboration so i had to stay up all night last night to do one that mm-hmm. was a surprise yeah, the cat. Yeah, it was good. That was like that was probably a one that sort of spontaneously happened, though, right? That's not like yeah, like a bigger, longer yeah. stacks. We'll see, and then stacks. Even though I knew stacks was a thing, the thing, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I was doing was a surprise. So there's all like like going through it. You're like, oh, to prepare for this, I'm I'm just gonna make a zine, and then you're like, oh wait, no, but. Once you get there in that moment, then you don't make the thing. Well, maybe you do, Francesca, but I never make nope, the thing I, I don't thought I was going to make when you're in the moment, you know, like I knew about stacks like six months ago, but then yeah. now today I'm like, oh man, it's completely changed 15 times and what I have to do to do it and the timeline I have to do it is super weird and surprising, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, so I don't know if that's always a thing, but I always feel like you have this idea of summer being this, like, leisurely experience where, I don't know if that's left over from the days of school or if yeah, that's no, just left over. I, I think it must be like I told a Pat regi- I've been residual of, school thing. I think it is, yeah. too. And I think that because of it, that is why our summer is never like that is because, I, I mean, the reason that we're busy is because we pre-plan stuff. Like, all this stuff we set up. Because we're like, in the, winter. in the summer, we'll have more right. time. So let's put that there. So let's do stuff in the summer. And by do stuff, we mean projects. When in reality, we have just as much time in the summer as we do at any other time. I've been telling Pat that I have a dream of getting a hammock. And then I'm like, what am I going to sit in a, ha- a Never. hammock? Probably Never. should take that computer out there. and I probably should. I probably should. But my weird neighbors are going to smile. Yeah, that would, that <laughs> that, would be good. That's what happens. That's yeah, what happens. Yep. I feel like... Just put up really high in a tree. You know that ratio <laughs> that I talked about cats? Where you get... You get one half of cats are pea cats that pee on all your stuff. Yeah. One half of neighbors are also pea cats. <laughs> Wait, actually one half? <laughs> yeah. I thought the ratio was that you have a 50% think, think, chance of getting one. Oh, that would be one half. Getting a neighbor? 
No. Getting a, <laughs> getting a pecan. A pecan for a neighbor. Well, I feel like you have no, like, you know, if you get a good one, you're like, wow, that's a pleasant surprise. And then you get a weird one, you're like, yeah. well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. 50% chances. Didn't you have a really good ratio situation the other day speaking of that chris like like if i was gonna bet on picking the right neighbor how does that work when you're picking a neighbor behind a door <laughs> and you have 50 percent. no you have a third so i think i know okay hold on let me try and reenact it so chris said the other day if you were on a game show and there were three doors and they said pick one of three doors and you shall get a prize behind one of these doors is a million dollars and say I picked door number one, and I looked in there, and there was a toaster oven. And he said, would you pick door number two, or hold on to what you have, or would you pick door number three? Is that what you said? <laughs> I think it might be. No, okay. So the scenario is basically, you're on a game show, and you're given the choice between three boxes. Under one of the boxes, you know there's a million dollars. That's the big prize. The other two prizes are just dummy prizes. They're nothing or they're a can of beans or something stupid. And you make your choice. Let's say it's box number one. Then the host who knows the correct answer uh, is going to reveal one of the other two boxes. Let's say he reveals box three and it is a can of beans. Now he says to you, would you like to keep box number one or do you want to switch to this box number two right here in front of me? And I guess the basic point is, should you switch the box? Is it is it to your advantage to switch it, or should you keep your original choice? And this surprises a lot of people, but the answer is always, 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 always switch to box number two. And it's super unintuitive, and it doesn't make any sense when you first hear it, but, but once you kind of like dive into it and, and try it out for yourself, it makes a lot more sense. Um, basically, the chance of you getting... The chance of you getting the million dollars originally is a one in three chance. However, the chance of you getting the prize if you switch after the third box is revealed is two-thirds chance. So you have a two-thirds or 66% chance of winning if you switch the box and a 33% chance or one-third chance of winning if you keep your original box. I don't understand why, though. It It's this weird thing that just like does not register with people's minds because it's so unintuitive. One way to think about it is you're basically getting the choice between one of the three doors, which is your original choice, or the other two doors. One of them, of course, is going to be empty, but the other one has a two-third chance of having the million dollars under it. So your your chances are greater if you switch no matter what. Yes. So. Which is a very hard to wrap your head around mathematical principle i think i was saying was that you and this is what chris was saying i was like well what about that gut instinct thing where you're like aren't i supposed to trust my gut like i picked the right one in the first place i should stick with it and chris was saying that there is this and that's what the game show relies on is the fact that most people are like they would rather trust themselves and have the wrong answer then switch and regret that they've switched. Right, because the regret of holding on to the one you have and not being right is a lesser painful regret than switching and then being wrong. You know what? I bet you that's the reason why people don't leave their jobs. Because they're like, the thing that I have is safe. Yeah, because they're like, what if I stay here and what if something happens versus there's something out there and it could be cool or it could be not cool. And what if I make the wrong choice? 
I also think people don't leave their jobs because they're afraid. But I mean, that's kind of tied into it. Like the mm-hmm. regret versus the possibility thing. Or also just like... They'd rather be okay and be wrong rather than regretting that they left something that they wanted to. I do think there's that. But I also think with jobs, there is more things that you are in control of. Whereas when you're picking a box, you're not in control at all. <laughs> it is you're just, just like neighbors. Giving right? it up to the universe. <laughs> just like Which I don't know. I really liked... Chris had told that story. As we think about it, it doesn't make... It doesn't really seem to make sense. Except in... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Well, we'll maybe we could find the example of that somewhere at some point. Is that what you're doing, Chris? Well, I was trying to just find the, the, the original name of the principal. Is that maybe why when people are like, which one would you rather do? Eat a dirty Band-Aid sandwich or a old sock face mask? Wait, what is that? <laughs> which one would you do? <laughs> then what probability would would it be? For you to pick dirty band-aid sandwich <laughs> what it just got 50 50 i think again you get to decide <laughs> i think that might be different <laughs> i think that's not related to probability i feel like that yeah. i feel like that, that might be a different kind of situation yeah st- that's st- like st- whatever visual you're getting in your head <laughs> how bad it is <laughs> or maybe a smell yeah i think the yeah. other options too were poopsicle and a couple other ones that were pretty bad <laughs> all these things that you had to choose between but i feel like maybe that's not the same i don't know did you ever find it? Yeah, the the conundrum is called the Monty Hall problem. And why is that? Because the host of Let's Make a Deal was named Monty Hall. Oh, well, that mm-hmm. is convenient. And one of the interesting things is even though the correct choice is to switch and not go with your gut instinct, yeah. 90% of people never do that. They would never, ever, ever do that. Because of that regret thing? Because of the regret. And because there's some problems like that that are so difficult for your brain to e- understand that even when you know the answer, it still doesn't make sense to your brain. So even if you told them that that was the right answer, they'd still have a hard time doing that. Hey everyone, it's Future Chris, and I just wanted to jump in and let you guys know that we ran a little experiment and came up with some very interesting results. Um, Basically what we did is we took three D20s, 20-sided dice, and we set one of them to 20, and then we randomly assigned it to one of three cups. The D20 in this case was our million dollar choice. So that was the winning choice. To make sure we were as objective as possible, the million dollar option was assigned to the one of the three cups with a random dice roll. So for instance, if we rolled a D6 and on one or two, it goes under cup A, three or four, it goes under cup B, and five or six, it goes under cup C. So that's sort of how we made sure we didn't influence where we were placing the winning uh, option. We did the test 100 times, and each time we always did the switching option. So in that case, we would pick a cup, the host would reveal a cup, and then we would switch and and would take the third option. So we would always take that third option. Um, The final results we reached were 75 correct choices out of 100 when we were switching. So that is actually way more than even expected because originally it was a one-third to a two-thirds. I'm sure that that was just the result of being such a small sample size, only 100 tests. And then one thing to keep in mind is if you wanted to find out if our gut instinct was right, you can just flip those numbers. So actually we were right with our gut instinct 25 out of 100 times. It was really interesting doing this because when you when you actually sat down and did it, the math became much more obvious. When you were the host and you knew exactly which of the three cups the correct answer was under, 
it became very clear of how obvious of a solution that is, but it was something that we didn't really realize as clearly until we actually did the test. So I think it's worth doing. So uh, like I said, even though our results skewed higher, I'm sure it would have balanced out with more tests. So if you guys feel like doing it at home for some reason, go ahead and try. It's really just interesting to see the, the, you know, the math kind of work out. And if you do send us your results, we just like to hear that Uh, back to the show. So even if you told them that that was the right answer, they'd still have a hard time doing that. Well, I feel like your whole entire life you grow up with people saying you better trust your gut. And so you do. And I think that is probably a defense mechanism for feeling horrible afterwards. Because if you trusted your gut and you were wrong, at least you didn't lose anything. If you had it in your hands and then you changed your mind then you have it feels like you lost something instead of never having it. And you think that's a cultural thing that we just all grew up feeling like we should keep the stuff we've got? Yeah, well, I mean, for what you have. I mean, I don't even know if it's cultural, but it's kind of just like you had it. You had the right answer. You were so close. You had it. And then you changed your mind and, and ruined everything. You're choosing so you're, that you don't regret it? Yeah, so you don't feel regret. Right. Which is what kind of you were just saying is... If you That's what I was just saying. Yeah. yeah if you switch you make the, the box decision that not was... because it's the better answer, but because you'll feel less regret because mm. you made it a less difficult choice. So would you if you had to be totally uh held to making a massive decision, which one of you guys would be stifled by having to do something that would drastically change somebody's life? Somebody else's life? Yeah. If you had to make one, and if you had to make a, a choice, would you make a choice that would drastically change somebody's life, or would you have a hard time doing that if you didn't know whether it was going to be a good or a bad thing, and you had to do one? So, like, you're the president of the United States. You're the president of the United States. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think to, of what. Yeah, yeah, and you have to make a decision on whether or not to to uh, help me out. What does the president do? Well... <laughs> I mean, I've I've read and listened to some books about different presidents. Like I'm listening to the one about Lincoln, and then there's another one. I think oh, it's about Truman, and they they are presidents that were presidents during the time of war. So like the Cold War, so when people like were like, well, that not those guys, but like if you were like, do I do something or do, do I not do something? Do you push the red button? Do you push the red button? Do not push the red button. How do you think people can get into those positions where they're like? how can you separate being an informed because i'm sure both are horrible choices right you're not gonna win either way and then using your gut like i mean you have to sort of trust yourself in those situations too like if you're like this this is what i've been hired to do is to believe in what i'm doing and then do it yeah I, i also think it a lot of it is having the right people around you because it seems like a lot of from what i understand the best presidents or leaders are the people that have a really good cabinet. So Lincoln, for instance, had a really good cabinet. Ulysses S. Grant did not. Have and you so, seen Attack on Titan? Uh, I've seen like speaking four of. episodes. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that. Speaking of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> speaking. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I was like, why does this seem so familiar? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's just because Chris and I marathon watched an anime a while ago, and there is. A leader of one of the guards or whatever. Now I'm going to forget what their things are because I think we were watching in Japanese. Is it the scout regiment? I don't remember. Yes, probably. The ones that fly around outside. The the ones that are are the coolest ones. And uh, there's a guy that has to make decisions and they always talk about him. They're like, that guy's, 
you're a monster. You're a total monster. How can you send people to their deaths and do things? And then one of the people's like, I understand why he has to do that. It's because he has to separate all humanity from whatever to make the right decisions. And he has to just live with his choices and all that kind of stuff. But it's funny because I, you know, you watch one of those shows and you're like, haha, cartoon. And then you're like, oh, but this is serious business. Well, it's Abraham also, Lincoln. it also relates more than just <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. I think it's a personality type who is meant to lead. And yeah. you can think about if you've ever worked at a company or mm-hmm. even on a smaller scale, the art director is the one kind of just like calling the shots of what to do. And it's not because they necessarily have the best ideas, but somebody has to make a decision at some point. And, and so, so it's sort of like this. Have rally, people rally behind something and that person has to be confident enough to choose. A yeah. Thing. And it's, and it's like just a job that somebody has to do and it's not an enviable position. And, and almost the job of some CEOs is just to do a thing. And then when it fails, they just kick that one person out and they're like, well, that was they their fault. Now just we're just going to do something else. Did and, that at uh, Target. There was a big, the big breach of security for all the credit cards. Oh yeah, and somebody. And they got rid of the. the and they're like, big this guy. CEO is the guy who totally. Well, not. I mean, you programmed. Know, no, I mean that's and that's the sad part. I, I mean, you know, they like have to point fingers at somebody, so they're like, you. Well, that's you why know, they get paid the big bucks. So yeah. that they can get a sweet severance package, and then they're they'll be fine because mm-hmm. they have like a like five houses somewhere mm-hmm. yeah yeah it probably still sucks though to, just saying just, yeah. just to get probably, they'll be like time to i'm sure it's now. a high stress job and uh, you know yeah. like like i would not want to be the president of the united nope. states of america no and people who do you was. see how old they get so also quick? he yeah. came here he did he was here like a day ago the he, president. oh yeah we saw a picture he was eating a, a juicy lucy does anybody want we to were explain gonna, what we were, that is? We were going to send just him a letter juicy, to go to Blue Door. Because a, burger with a Juicy Lucy the is the Minneapolis... If like if ever, if a place has a food, Minneapolis is, is the Juicy Lucy. Is that our food? It is, yeah. But can you get anywhere else? No. Well, you probably can, but probably it, know it is a... You know when you get a hot dog and it's got cheese pieces in it? I mean... A Juicy Lucy is too, a burger okay, yeah. that has molten cheese in the center of the patty. So when you take a bite, it... Burns your face. Out and it burns does. your face. Yeah. What? Yeah. And so he was eating one, and we saw some photos of all the the Secret Service agents sitting around on tables and being plain really clothes. not close, but they're super obviously secret. <laughs> they secret were all agents. definitely Secret Service yeah. agents. They had, like their hands over their ears. And yeah. Looking around. They're staring directly <laughs> in the camera. They're just like a couple of normal dudes having a burger. Glance, glance. <laughs> yeah. The whole place is just those guys. The one they're civilian Kevlar vest peeking out. Just peeking out, peeking out. It must be real hot in those two. Yeah, probably. Yeah, especially when you're too bad he didn't know about Blue Door that we should have told him. Yeah, that's a good place. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what he gets. He gets a reward then for making that tough decision. Juicy Lucy. Yeah, gets one. (laughs) That's his one Minneapolis Juicy Lucy from Matt's bar, and that's it. I'm sure he gets other rewards too. People, children, kindergartens probably send him letters all the time. Probably. Speaking of that, because it's an awesome train of thought that I'm having and of making hard decisions, I was watching probably, you know what? I think I watched like six or seven episodes of Enterprise yesterday. Whoa. <laughs> six or seven in one day. That, those well, are like two hour long episodes. I promised I promised somebody that I would draw a picture of Artemis oh, yeah, the that's Sailor right. Moon cat. That's and right. so I had to stay up all night drawing this cat and, and listening to 
the Enterprise crew, which for some reason, the only person's name I can remember is T'Pol, because everybody says it, is it so forgettable. Like St. Paul? Well, I know Nepal? that the captain's Nepal. name is, uh, is it Archer? No. It's, it's some... Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap? Yeah. Like, the captain's name yeah, is Yeah, I think Quantum his name Leap. is Archer. <laughs> and then I think there is a guy named Merriweather. And then I think there's a guy named, oh, I do remember. What is the doctor's Trip? name? Trip. Oh, I forget. I he's got know. a funny voice, though. He's a, he's a funny guy. But anyway, he had to make hard decisions, too. Yeah, Quantum Leap's got all the hard decisions. And they so why had, do you call him that? Because he's was the he... guy from Quantum Leap. <laughs> but it's like if you watch Die Hard, and, and then you're like, ooh, this is the part where Die Hard kicks that guy out the window. What? Is that, wait, what? His that... name's not Die Hard, but nope. people just assume his name is Die Hard. Oh, that guy? Yeah, that's fine, whatever. Do they do that? Who is it? Know. It's John McClane. <laughs> Is a diehard guy? Oh, I thought you. Wait, would... I thought you were talking about Vin Diesel. No, what? <laughs> For one, it's Bruce Willis. I know. I was. I was gonna say, what did you just call Bruce Willis? I was Bruce Willis, but in the diehard show... and Braveheart confused. Braveheart is also oh, wow. Vin Diesel. That's way different. <laughs> Not the same movie. Different that's time a, periods. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm sure there's a movie marathon we have to put in here so we can all get caught up on our normal pop culture references. But I, I will just tell you, this is a point <laughs> of my... pretty far behind it. <laughs> Jenny's going to have to be like No, Jenny knows them. She just gets them confused. Yeah. Yep. She knows them both. That's She's the heard the title yeah, once. but Vin and Diesel's not like... in any of those movies. <laughs> oh, Vin know? Diesel was probably not even born for those movies. Really? For no, he was Dyer? probably born. But he was, he was a little kid for Dyer. I'm sure. Oh. I don't He's know not how that. Or baby he was not that There was recent ones, though. There was ones in like the last... Yeah, one came out Five like years? a year ago. It's still Bruce Willis yeah. doing him though. It is. He's I like Bruce. Man tough man. He's great though. He looks if like Bruce, a sweetheart. If Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, if <laughs> Bruce Willis ran for president, he'd have my vote. Well, yeah, he'd make all the good decisions, and then he wouldn't feel bad about it because he's a badass. We'd never have to worry about Alan Rickman ever again. <laughs> is he the other president? Hans Gruber. Yeah. Wait, I don't he's know who that is either. He's he's, he's the, the bad, bad guy, guy from the first Die Hard. Oh, that's what his name is. His name is Hans Gruber, but and the actor Alan is Alan Rickman, who is also Professor Snape. Oh, yeah. I knew <laughs> that. I, I knew that of. one. Jenny probably knew that one, yep. too. Yep. Jeez. All all the tough things all at once. But did you see how old they get so quickly? The presidents? Yeah. yeah. They, mm-hmm. they age like 100 years in five years. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how I feel like why I've got so many gray hairs. Is that Because you're the president. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, because I'm the president, you morons. No, I would never say that. That's not correct. That's not correct. But I feel like when you have to make crazy decisions all the time, all you do is you, you sit there and you think too hard about it. I had to think about whether or not I was going to buy some tote bags yesterday. It was really hard. Yeah. It's like a three... some presidential level decisions. I know. Well, not only do they have to think really hard, but I'm sure their schedule is, they don't even have time to think because I'm sure they have like It's a... nothing but meetings. Yeah, and they travel all over them. Like, why did the president come to Matt's bar to have a conversation? He with wanted some a randomly juicy chosen citizen. Really bad. Like, Is that what it was? Random. It no. was. Yeah. No. Well, she, she sent a letter. Yeah. Well, that's nice of him. I think he had. I mean, that wasn't the only reason he came here. He had meetings all over the place. But while he was there, he also he might as well. He had a meeting with Garrison Keillor and Prince. <laughs> Those are the only two people that live here in Minneapolis. <laughs> Garrison Keillor lives in St. Paul, doesn't he? I don't know. He's also all over the place. I feel like none of these people really stay here. Did I tell you he was in National Prince Geographic? Does. That's like what Minneapolis is known for. Yeah, I know, but that 
I feel like as soon as he, they become anyone, Garrison Keillor doesn't even hang out here anymore. Prince definitely still is here. Yeah. What are you talking I, about? You see him all the time. Nobody's taking a picture. No, I know. I know he's time, from here. So. I just didn't know that he hung out. But he has here. like secret parties and stuff all the time. What? Well, you don't know about him because you don't even know he's lives here. So how are you going to get invited? Secret but, parties. <laughs> Unless Prince came into our basement. They're really yeah, going to keep in that secret. He also, just a couple years ago, he had that pajama party at Loring Park. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, wait. I went to that. I didn't know. Uh, Jenny was that. actually invited to a Prince party. <laughs> Did you not know. see him there? He probably then? came up and he's like, Jenny, you look marvelous. And she's like, thank you. Get out of my face. I'm trying to have a pajama party. <laughs> <laughs> there was a trampoline. So you didn't even know. Yeah. No, there was, it was a pillow fight. It was a giant pillow fight. Like hundreds of people? This was this is probably eight years ago, seven years ago. It was a while ago now, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he threw it. That's really funny. I think I'd stay far, far away from that. A pillow fight? Yeah. I don't know. By the way, speaking of hit, getting hit in the face, <laughs> guess what I got? Hit in the face. I got hit in the face by a rake. Did I tell you guys that already? Mm-hmm. Was that this weekend? It's healed by now. Can you see my forehead? It's no. The whole weekend, Chris made Klingon jokes, and then he said it once. And I didn't say anything. The rest Your of my family. Did. I know. Wow. Did you hit, one know, after another. No, they don't. Did no, you they hit don't. yourself with a rake, or did somebody else? Someone <laughs> put a rake, like how they do in the cartoons, <laughs> on the ground with the pointy sides up, and then I was going, it was like, for real, the last second of me gardening. <laughs> Walked towards we the table. We weren't garden. You were really cleaning up because I was I, we were all getting so ready so done. Go. I was so ready to be done. And then I went, bonk, and then <laughs> hit myself right in the forehead. And I'm just really happy it didn't hit me on the eyebrow or in the eyeball or on my nose. But it sucked so bad. And then I went over and Lindsay's mom was like, Chris, I don't want you to worry. But Lindsay stepped on a rake and it hit her in the face. <laughs> and I just started don't. laughing and I was like, I'm not worried. <laughs> this is really mean. It hurts really bad. I don't know. I like it and put a big ding in no, my No, I head. went and looked and it is. it was like a giant... Like a huge Welt, egg. Like, yeah, like, it was a, like a golf ball. Like a, yeah, like a golf ball in half stuck to my, like, <laughs> forehead. I couldn't even make an angry face because every time I did it, it hurt really bad. You know, <laughs> like when you furrow your brow. Mine didn't even furrow because it was so puffy and stupid. It was the stupidest. That is not the funniest. And then Chris showed me two days ago uh, Bart's friend. Sideshow Bob. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually Bart's enemy, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to start whatever this is. It showed me that. And then it's the Simpsons episode (laughs) that was like Cape Fear where Bart is being chased by Sideshow Bob and they go and witness relocation and then he steps on rake after rake after rake. Yeah, and then I had like some some recall of my horrible moment. Chris laughed and laughed and laughed. And I was like, this is the worst. I had to tell my class though because my head was a weird color when I went in there. I'd explain <laughs> it. I feel like you have to explain those things if your head is mis like misshapen or if you have like a like a giant blob. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't previously like that and you have to go back into a public situation, maybe you should just call attention to it and just point at it and then tell people that you stepped on a rake. Maybe you get one piece of sympathy. My class thought it was funny, which is, I think, the normal it's reaction. The normal thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. 
anyway, so that'll give me another gray hair, and then me and the president can hang out with her and gray gray hairs together when he comes back to Minneapolis someday. So, anyway, let's do this. Now that we have talked about all of the best topics, <laughs> let me tell you the rest of the things that are happening now, just for fun. So... Jenny and I are going to go to Icon. Yep. And we really would love to say hi to anybody else that's going to go out there. Um, I'm sure everybody's got their crazy schedules and it's going to be insane and people will be learning and they'll be hugging or like hanging out or whatever they're doing. But um, we're really excited to go and we think it's going to be a blast. And so we just want to let you guys know that if you're going, you should send us a note and that would be really awesome. Um, We also are getting ready for the stack show and we have received probably i don't know what is that pile 12 Mm -hmm. or so out of the 60 different zines man putting on the pressure for me to finish mine glance glance i know we all have to finish we all have to finish ours. chris somehow i knew the once again requirements of our summer and did not commit to that yeah see that's where that surprise factor jumps back in i don't know how you figured that out so quickly but <laughs> it seems like the most obvious thing in the world. Does it? Does Maybe it? a We're little bit. We're going to be making a 30-level video game from 30 different artist assets Yeah. over the course of like a couple months. Yeah. Imagining that those couple months are going to be incredibly busy I was is like, not oh, man, out of the realm quick. of possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a little, bit of, a little bit of a thing. I don't know. I don't know. You were flying through it. I feel like, I don't know. You got a good handle on it. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying... It's a it's a testament to your skill. I think if I went at the pace that I've been going, with we no might help. have these games launched by like next year. Really? Well, yeah. too bad because the thing is on <laughs> September twelfth. So I feel like we talked about this maybe when we did the the we talk did. at we IGDA. Did. We said, "Oh, put a date there, and then we have to finish it." And then well, we, will. D- we will. I know. Awesomely. Yes. yes it also, will. it'll be great in an incredible fashion. It just means the course all, of action it means has to change. all hands on deck. Yes. yes. Instead of just me. Right. Which actually was really fun. Also, uh, we sat around the other day and exchanged 15 of the 30 level concepts. And mm-hmm. that was awesome. Um, we talked a tiny bit about how we do these things. But man, it really is a collaborative effort. So what we have been doing, just in case anybody is interested in this part, usually because there's a small group of us, we all divvy up um, some of the, the things inside of whatever the project is and then tackle it and then come back together and have a brainstorm session. So one thing that you guys will be really excited to hear about is that everybody's level is not only art wise, totally unique, but the way that you kind of explore it and the, the types of things that you're looking through it and the story aspects and all that kind of stuff um, is completely unique to each one. And because each one of us is taking like our own vision of that level each individual level is done individually by somebody else, you know, or something like that, whatever I just said. Yeah, each person is designing the layout and level design for an yeah. artist's set of assets. Right, and so because we are all contributing different ones, is really fun to see everybody's different level designs, and that was pretty cool. So I think maybe one of these days we might even put some sort of, you think we'll ever do a preview? Like a behind the scenes? Yeah. Like, probably. We probably should. Yeah. I feel like people might find that interesting and to see like a little bit of what's happening. Speaking of that, if you haven't seen it yet, 
you should go and download the mini games that we've got on the Windows Store. If you want to find those, um, we made it really easy for you guys. So you can go just to lightgrayartlab.com and right there on the front page is a download link for each one of these guys. And you can go through there and see them. So currently we have them um, for Windows 8. uh, But don't worry if you've got a Mac uh, or if you've got OS X. Is that what we call that these days? OS X or anything that has a browser will be able to play the upcoming versions that we'll be putting out probably sometime this week. Yeah, but huge call to arms, I guess. I don't even know what to call this. But if you happen to have a Windows 8 computer and you want to see what these are like, please go ahead and download them. Um, What we're trying to do, too, is, again, David Washington is a wonderful guy who's been helping us out. He's doing all of this uh, pro bono. And if we are able to get the download numbers up, um, again, his higher-ups will be able to see that he's doing a great job on that and that uh, people are, are looking at the stuff that he's working on, which would be fantastic for everyone. So, again, it's free. Check it out. Anyway, so if you want to see what's coming up, you can check out our calendar on our website. And then um, I believe that we have, maybe Jenny mentioned this also, a week left for yeah. Omnibus Treasury. So um, the Omnibus Treasury exhibition actually comes down this Thursday, July 3rd. Um, so if you're around Minneapolis this summer or if you haven't had a chance to see it, you should stop on by and check it out. Uh, we also currently have a pop-up shop up through July 20th. So we have tons and tons of original artwork. We have prints. We have um, pieces some from past exhibitions and all sorts of deals. So you should stop by and say hi. So that'll be up all summer long. If you also want to check out the Omnibus Treasury Show, it is online. So we have all the stuff on the online shop and also on the website. You can sort of browse through the gallery of images and check out all the jewelry. So yeah, it's very exciting. Definitely do that. And then right after that shuts down again, we're going to Icon 8. We're going to be in Portland. Again, people that aren't signed up to go, you guys can go and visit the the road show. I believe if you search Icon 8, um, you'll get the Icon Conference um, information up there. And then you can apply for guest tickets. I believe there is still an Eventbrite page that you can do that. So you can come and say hi to us. And um, yeah, so if you're in that neighborhood, definitely come say hi. Or let us know where you're going to be mm-hmm. um, and just stop on over and some of those things. Also, just for fun, because we also really like this gallery, uh, Jenny and I actually are in a show there. Woo-woo. Yeah, Yay. so that's really fun. So um, the Land Gallery is super awesome. Uh, they're also in Portland. They're doing a show that is uh, in coordination with Icon 8. And so all the people that are in that show uh, have also, uh, I, many of them, I think, have submitted pieces to that. And you'll be able to see a lot of really great stuff. So that'll be open and you'll be able to see the great work. And I believe they're having that up for several weeks. So again, you can go to, um, I think it's Land PDX, uh, but maybe we'll put a link to that too, just to see where you guys can find information for that show. But you can come and say hi. So if you can make it out to the reception, that would be really awesome. So as we get ready for Stacks, um, we'll keep you posted. We're going to be posting a lot of really interesting recaps, a lot of fun stuff on the blog. Uh, We do shut down uh, the, I believe, the gallery wall, but the pop-up shop stays open for the rest of July. So that'll be really fun. So if you guys want to come and see a lot of artwork, we have stuff from past shows, a lot of donated prints, and a lot of really great work. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening to our interesting conversation today. And uh, Chris, where can people find us if they want to find us? 
You can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can find us on Tumblr. We're lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can like our Facebook page and stay up to date there. And you can subscribe to our show on the iTunes Music Store or stream us directly on Stitcher Radio. Wonderful. So we hope you guys are enjoying your summer and that you're not too surprised by whatever you're doing. And we'll talk with you soon. Okay, ready? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? You know. You know who? <laughs> what? Is that the joke? Lindsay what? drinks a drinks a tea. You want to hear me drink a tea? I heard it in my headphones. You know, Lindsay squishes tea around in her mouth. Lindsay, why do sharks live in salt water? Is this a joke? It's a question. Is this like a? Is this like the bee joke that you always say that I hate so much? Do you have any guess? Of why do what? Why do sharks you? live in salt water? Is this a joke, <laughs> <laughs> or is this a, <laughs> this is a fact? It's I a question. Tell. I'm asking a question. I'm wondering if I'm going to be caught an in a. I don't know. That's because that's where the Lord put them. <laughs> is that the right answer? <laughs> I don't know. What's the, what's the answer? <laughs> that's, probably, that's almost funnier. It's a weird answer. Okay. Uh, okay. Because pepper water makes them sneeze. Oh, my God. What is that from a Laffy Taffy? I don't know. My dad and you guys need to get is a, a he's an electrical engineer and then he's also a How's this? water and wastewater like person. Is he number one in the number two me. business also? His email, which is horrible, was turd counter <laughs> at sbcglobal.com. Now I moved it forward. Now. Turd counter? Yes. What was and your I had guys to give that AOL name? To my, SBC Global? My dad had that. Yeah, like, I had to give that ago. to my like, you know how when your middle school teacher was like, I need your parents' email to send them an email. And you said, yep. it's turd counter. And they were like, you are in detention now. <laughs> you have to clean the the blackboard erasers. Yep. Your so dad gross. is also in detention now. Yeah, but he did not say he was number one and number two. But there's lots and lots of poop jokes. <laughs>